0: You're listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast, where we discuss everything iRacing in a casual setting. Enjoy. Welcome to the iRacers Lounge. I am your host, Mike Ellis. iRacers Lounge is a podcast for the iRacer, where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Joining me are the usual characters, Chris Scales, Greg Hectus, Tony Groves, Will Gibson, and special guest, Michael Morley. Hey, guys.
1: Hey, Mike. Hey, what's up?
2: Hello.
0: Hey, good evening. Hey, so welcome. All right, let's get to meet uh, Mike Morley, um, new member to Tafosi Racing. Thank you for joining the team recently. Uh, we've we've run with you for a little few days now, and um, let so let's learn a li- little bit more about you. Uh, when did you get your start on iRacing, and like how did you hear about it when you initially found out about it?
2: Well, I got my start about well. First, I want to say thank you for having me. Uh, it's been been an awesome first week. Um, And I started back in, I believe it was 2014, and I heard about it from Greg Hectus, actually. He's a good friend of mine, and we've been talking about it for a while.
0: All right, cool. And uh, looking at your stats right now, your winning percentage is not too bad. 5.6 overall on Oval.
2: Yeah, I, I am. Uh, I'm pretty aggressive, but I try to win the race from the start, so to speak. <laughs> um, I'm pretty good, though. I like to hold my line. I play safe uh, when I go around guys. Um, yeah, I've just been lucky, really.
0: All right. And tell us about how often do you race, and uh, what series are you normally running?
2: Uh, recently, I've been all A, um, A class. Um it's been going great. Um sorry, what, what was the first question, Mike there?
0: Well, like how often are you doing it oh, daily, once a week?
2: Oh well, I'm I'm practicing a lot. Like this week for Charlotte I I put in six hundred laps for practicing and um what is it, two races now, two and, or one and a half races for it? Um so yeah, I I've been going like every day, practicing really hard, doing really good setup changes, doing my best.
0: Yep. Yeah. So you're running NIS, and you run an A Open A fixed a little bit too. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Cool. And obviously, you're part of Team Tafosi now, and we we've, we've been running with you, and it's been fun. But what about? Do you have any other leagues you run in, or unofficial or hosted?
2: No, nope, actually, I just uh, pretty much run with you guys, and um, I'm not in any kind of host stuff or private events
0: all right very cool um so let's learn about your hardware what kind of wheels pedals do you have and like how many monitors and third-party software
2: um currently i'm running the g29 setup uh, i'm just running a 26 inch monitor one monitor and um i'm running one app called the uh, crew chief and it's actually i just ran it twice now both these last races and I'm actually loving
0: it. Oh yeah. Eventually you'll find in all these different ones and all combined, you know, have a whole experience. Like I run like four or five, but uh, obviously team speak, cause we're talking in team speak. That's another one you're running.
2: Oh yes. Yes. That one's okay. Important.
0: All right. Very good. And um, what is your most memorable? I racing moment so far.
2: Actually, I think my both my NS, NAS wins last weekend were, or I guess it'd be the weekend before that, wouldn't it? Or no, last weekend um, were actually highlights of of them. They're just long distance races, right? It's a lot different winning them than it is running like a cyclo aber.
0: Right. All right. Well, very good. So. Well, welcome to the team. Uh, Glad to have you on the podcast. Uh, Let's jump right into it. We'll go on to uh, Indy 500 uh, concluded. Uh, We have some results to talk about here. Uh, Teammate uh, John Wall said he ran the Indy 500 and got wrecked uh, lap one, turn two by somebody named T. Loff. (laughs) So sorry to hear that, John. Uh, Mike, you ran, um, says you clipped turn one. Exit the safety barrier and couldn't turn into two and rid the wall, and you had her at the front for the first quarter of that race, so
2: yeah she was she was running pretty good, and i was uh like you said, I clipped the wall and um I tried turning into two, and she just wouldn't turn, and I just rid the whole wall. the race is done from there on out yep. she just kept yeah I was, I was running first, like you said, and then I got behind somebody, and you know how you keep changing the uh the weight. And uh, when you're behind someone, it's it just it's crazy how how much it pushes. Right. Wasn't used to it.
0: <laughs> and is is this your first Indy 500, or?
2: I believe it was. Yes. Yeah. It was. It was awesome. Not so a not a bad
0: uh, start there for your first uh, event, though. Uh, Chris, uh, you're also a first timer, right?
3: Yep. Yeah, it was my first one, and man, I, I really put some effort into it. I spent a ton of time practicing, but unfortunately, I kind of had the same issue that Mike had. Um, once I got in traffic, I got in behind a guy, um, cruising to him, and, and right behind him in a corner, and um, just got that arrow push. You hear about it a lot um, in, in NASCAR, which is about all I watch, but... You don't really experience it that much in the sim. I haven't anyway. I'm not that fast. But man, you sure didn't that any car. You get up behind a guy and the thing just, it just pushed right into the wall. Just, just tapped it, broke off my front wing. And that's all it took to slow down the car enough
0: to not be competitive anymore. I have felt that before. Like you get up behind somebody. It's like, does this thing still have a steering wheel? You know?
3: Yeah. It's like, it flips a switch. It's crazy. <laughs>
0: yeah. You, know, you can't turn it. You know, it just doesn't turn. Uh so you had a bad day after hitting the wall there uh but uh Greg uh your first time as well and man you almost did it
4: Yeah that was uh I have to say like I have total respect for those guys that drive those Indy cars those the amount of things that you're doing while you're running and I mean Indy's not a, whole, a, a hard track to drive but the on the, if you're doing that kind of movements and things on the road courses while you're trying to fix stuff, like it's crazy. Though the weight, the weight jacker and all that stuff and changing fuel trim and stuff like that, it makes it so to remember to do it each time you're in traffic is, is crazy. And it was a good race. I just kept it clean in a second.
0: Second, that is great. The result, uh, we were talking about, well, who does really well in their first start, you know, at Indy and. I was thinking Juan Pablo Montoya, but uh, David Flowers—he uh, had a good run at Indy 500. Does anybody remember? Think he was top five? Yeah, he finished fifth. Fifth, right? Yeah. So good run for David. A very impressive. I did say I, I think I did remember. He say he was lapsed down though, but still finished fifth.
4: Yeah, he touched the wall a little bit, and it was slowed down the straightaways, but he, he he hung it out and was
0: able to uh, get to the end. So it it sounded like, you know, oh, I did not get to run, but it sounded like overall it sounded like there was a lot of attrition in these races. If you finished, you pretty much had a top five, top ten, right?
3: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, huh? Well, that's what these one-off special events happen. You know, a lot of people who don't normally run Indy cars come in like us NASCAR boys and we come over there and think we know what we're doing and But Greg, you had a good show. That was a good showing, P2.
4: All I can say is running that Indy car there and then I'm glad we don't go to air with the stock cars for a bit because I would turn into the corner expecting it to hold and it wouldn't. Yeah, it's a
0: little different. Yep. All right, well, cool. That was the Indy 500. Let's move on. Uh, NASCAR Peak Series. Nicholas Shelton passes uh, Jarl Teehan on the last lap to win at Charlotte. Both Shelton and Thielen were able to survive the last two restarts that took out a big chunk of the field uh, to battle with two to go. Uh, Shelton won with a .008 second lead uh what a race guys this was something else and, and the the big pile-ups was classic nascar yeah it reminded
1: me of those cup races where you get to the end and they fan out four or five wide it's just um i would say the sims just a little less forgiven than real life because um, once those cars start to wreck it's game over
3: yeah, and I was kind of watching this race off and on, and from what I had seen, they were, they were pretty clean most of the race until it came time, you know, until it was go time.
1: Yeah, it was a <laughs> shit show at the yeah, end, yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, yep. I was
1: kind of, I was going through some videos just to take notes for the podcast here, and they didn't put any of that in their highlight video, which I thought was uh, kind of funny and surprising at the same time.
0: That's true, and in, in fact, NASCAR actually tweeted out Uh, Round 7 of the NASCAR iRacing series came down to the wire. Relived the finish with a YouTube link and a GIF of just the cars going around the track. No, you know, big wreck or anything like that. But it is cool that NASCAR is tweeting it. It was interesting the naming that they called it. They didn't mention Peak, which I thought was a little bit odd.
1: It's probably a typo on somebody's part. Peak seems very active as far as title sponsorship goes and especially with the Sim.
0: Yep. Well, you know, NASCAR's Twitter account is probably run by an entire team of people, you know? All right, let's move on. Uh, Will tell us about the world of outlaw sprint car this week
1: yeah so uh tim i posted uh tim ryan wins iRacing doesn't um tim ryan won the second iRacing world of outlaw spring car championship race a race that was plagued by cautions bad restarts and poor racing etiquette in general All whole being commentated by a broadcaster throwing a temper tantrum um i kind of put some more notes here um i actually raced home from work to watch this um got off at night i thought about putting it on the car while i drove but just not safe um, But I would say iRacing has a very difficult task ahead. Um, Two weeks ago, I mentioned that the Pro Series would highlight any of the flaws in the sim, and this race put a spotlight on it. Um, iRacing, I think, is fortunate that it's very early on in the series and there's not enough eyes on it. Um, A lot of the changes I feel iRacing needs to make are things that just can't be done in one week's time. Um, But what they can do is work with drivers and set a precedent of what not to do. And this race gave them plenty of examples. Um, I highly doubt this is going to be that negative moving forward for iRacing and World of Outlaws and what they're trying to build here. But as a member of iRacing and someone who calls myself a sim racer, I was embarrassed that that was what they called a pro race.
0: Well, I missed out. I didn't uh, see this at all. I did see the tweets about it. Uh, you weren't the only one who was disappointed in What went down? Uh, I saw Logan Clampett, who is a peak driver, uh, who is also participating in this, I believe. Uh, He was tweeting as well, uh, calling out basically the announcers uh, that they were saying thing that was really inappropriate, like talking down to the drivers, calling names, and that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. So I was half-heartedly watching through the heat races, and the next thing I know, the announcer is calling people stupid. So I re-round, went to see what happened, and um, Adam Elby, he won the first race, threw a slide job in three and four, cut between the leaders, nothing major, just good hard racing, and it was a bad move on his part to slow himself down. It didn't mess the leaders up at all. And then the guy in fourth kind of proceeded to run over the front end of his car. I would say Elby did nothing wrong. The guy behind him is the one that drove over him. Um, he did lose momentum off the corner, but it was good hard racing, putting on a good show. And uh, the guy that ran over him proceeded to flip and wreck, and then uh, Randy, uh, one of the broadcasters for Race Spot, just was like, this is stupid, this is dumb, this is bad driving, this guy should be suspended. Um, it almost felt like he had a personal relationship with the guy that wrecked. Um, it was really, it'd be like if Jeff Gordon went off the rails if somebody wrecked Jimmy Johnson. It was very it was like watching a train wreck it was really hard to explain and the show just kind of went downhill from there
3: yeah i had um watched bits of that broadcast too i was checking on it now and then and because I, I, like I said i'm not running these dirt cars but i want to see this series do good because i would like to um run them at some point and it was weird because i mean race Spot usually does a pretty good job and yeah this this broadcaster i mean he, he not only did he you know call this guy out and start do this weird name calling but he just didn't sound like he had a clue what dirt racing was i don't even think he called it a slide job I, from, I remember he had some other kind of weird name for it but it was just a really bad broadcast compared to what they would usually put on yeah and
1: even the main event it went i'd say six seven laps under green all under caution um the guy in second place threw a hail mary at the very end uh tim ryan drove through the guy on exo which i kind of don't blame him the guy parked right in front of him but all this happens and it, it was just embarrassing for me even as just someone who says i'm an iRacer. racer i do sim racing like they put on a bad show and i don't know i racing really needs to sit down with these guys and say hey this is unacceptable we have issues on our end this is what we're working on but you need to be respectful of what you have and not it was just bad it was really embarrassing it
0: sounds like two different issues sounds like the broadcasting is one issue set that aside and then you're saying the racing has an issue too
1: oh yeah definitely
0: because people are too aggressive or breaking the sporting code by running people over i mean
1: yeah and i mean just for one example they were at charlotte um i don't know you guys ever race there but the pace truck pulls in center of the back straight away and the very first restart, Tim Ryan starts dead center of the back straightaway, And then every restart after that, everybody was expecting and stacking up. Then he would wait till green coming out of four. And I can't really blame him for taking advantage of the loopholes, racing places. But if they're serious, if they really want this to grow, why don't they have an alive admin? You boot that guy to the back of the pack and hold these guys accountable. If they're representing iRacing, obviously their competitors, they're racing, they're going to take advantage of it, have somebody there to keep them in check.
0: Um, yeah, but technically he didn't break the sporting code, I don't think. if You can leave any time after the pace car goes, or you can wait till the green, or anywhere, anywhere in between without getting a black flag in an official race, right?
1: Yeah, and I would say like I don't really blame him for doing what he did. He was doing what he had to do to win. But to be that... Bad. It's just wouldn't not good etiquette, is what I would say. Right. If If they want to admin it, by racing. Yeah, I mean they admin the peak one, right? No, I think they stopped doing that. I think I heard they 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 stopped doing that a while ago. And yeah, I mean if you're racing for money and it's competition, why do we not have live admins? I know the Sims not perfect, and they do a great job. There's no other option for dirt racers, but the show they put on was really bad. Um just just bad in so many different levels and I think it's good it happened early. Let's get these growing pains out of the way. Let's get Yeah, it's the first week on. of the
0: thing, right? Oh yeah,
1: A second for this series.
0: Right. Aren't they switching off like every week they do the different car?
1: Yeah, next week will be the late models. Now, right. if I'm okay. not mistaken, they're at Lima Land, which is the smallest, tightest track. Um, And if they're not there, I know it's two weeks or two more races before the sprint cars are there. And that's really going to amplify and show off a lot of these issues. If these guys don't get themselves in check.
0: Yeah. Maybe they just need a live admin for a race or two or something. And all right, let's move on. Uh, Tony, what do you got next?
5: Oh, well, the, uh, the new June build is, uh, fast approaching. Uh, lots of talk. Um, In particular uh, videos of um, the new GTE car have been trickling in Um, that's the uh, Porsche 911 RSR Uh, coming June 5th um, Steve Myers threw a a tweet up on the on the Twitter uh, showing off a little video of the uh, of the new car and um, basically just announcing it Um, took a look at this video a pretty sweet looking car,
0: you know? oh yeah, it's beautiful yep. it's Man. another uh, just another car though that you know that I probably won't buy,
5: well, yeah, yeah, but I know like uh a lot of people are excited about it i mean it's um it's it's not really in my wheelhouse either um but uh a lot of people are excited about this car um and you know once again, like the the video itself that they put um you know we, we've been talking a lot about how it's been progressively getting better the quality of the videos that they're putting out and and i felt this one was uh, you know right up there with it the, with the top ones um i didn't get to hear it with the sound i was just watching it and the cuts and all the different stuff that they put out um, actually kind of got me excited even though i most likely won't be buying it it's still pretty sweet looking car
0: yeah they showed the car running at Lamar. And so, obviously, uh, it's pretty cool to see that track anytime you can see it. Pretty cool-looking car, I tell you what. Uh, I mean, the road guys are getting some love, you know, that's for sure. All right, let's t- talk about some more love for the road guys. Chris, what's next? Yeah, we've been talking about this for a
3: few weeks, but we now have a video of Bill Isle. Uh, the video was advertised to be highlighted in the Peak Anarchy, series broadcast and the track was available for drivers to test at the IMSA press conference at the track and uh, man the video of this place it looks so cool it's so uh, neat to see how uh, Detroit in the background and they kind of captured kind of the grunginess of that track and man it was was a really cool place to um, watch these guys race and they had um, let's see what pros did they
0: have um, testing this out yeah, they had uh, Will, uh, Will Power, power and uh, yeah, some other guys were actually at the Detroit track, and I think they were spraying champagne, and they did a little race, online race, you know, on the track itself.
3: Yep. Yeah, they had a little online race, and then took them outside to to celebrate. Guys with the fastest times, sprayed champagne on them, all that good stuff. But it's really cool to see them out there in Detroit um, pushing this.
0: It is. Yeah, it sure is, and. Um, what a video! I mean, the track looks awesome. I mean, uh, it's hard to tell it's not real life. You know, I, it feels like I'm watching a real indie car race.
3: Yeah, like I said, they they've really captured um, a lot really really well. Like I said I'm not one. Of, I'm kind of one of the ones where I say we don't need all this extra stuff because I'm not paying attention to it when I'm driving. But man, it's beautiful.
5: I, I don't know anything about Belle Isle. Um, actually, I didn't even know it was a racetrack until we started talking about it here, but now watching this video and stuff. Like, man, that, that looks like a really cool and, uh, like, technical racetrack. I mean, it looks really tight, and, and those cement walls um, going down, like, it, you, you look pretty darn confined. Um, you know, I, I th- that really stuck out to me. I think
1: it's like the only sh- full-on street course we have in the sim.
0: Yeah, f- completed. <laughs> There's one frame in this video where you can see the pavement, and you can see the grooves of it. It's concrete, and they have grooves in it, and it's it's very realistic. But yeah, so Pika had a promotion there where You know, they had the celebrities and everybody coming out uh, to, you know, talk about the track coming out on iRacing. It was kind of cool. Otto Zabini from iRacing was there and was on stage to discuss it. And they had a picture of uh, Willpower and others uh, trying it out. They had a play seat uh, cockpit, what looked like a G29. All right, pretty cool. Bell Isle, I don't think I'll be buying that one. Sorry, guys. All right, I'll take the next one here. Uh, data Night Progress Update. Uh, we got a little tidbit from uh, Tony Gardner uh, in the forums. He says, uh, <clears throat> here's a little news on the day-to-night transition iRacing has been working on. Tony posted, the project is moving right along and it looks great. We do still expect a 2018 release, but it will not be in the June build. And a couple other uh, tidbits here. Right now we are working on the moving clouds casting the right shadows. Hopefully that works out well. There are all different types of shadows who give that realistic look. In fact, one of the things we are generally working on also is additional shadows. A big impression spoiler can be shadows, although most people could not tell you why. They would just say something does not look right or fake. All these details are important and they take time. The sunsets and sunrises look spectacular. We were just looking at the sun rising at Belle Isle on a partly cloudy day. It looked really cool with the sun impacted by shadows reflecting off the glass buildings.
1: I That's going to be I think it's gonna be really cool even on the cup side, like say when you do like the summer Daytona race, you get that sun going down there, get get it in your eyes and it fully transitions to night. I think for the sim as a whole, this will be a whole new level of simulation and immersion.
0: Yeah. Uh Phoenix, Martinsville, uh Charlotte to six hundred, you know, are all transition from day to night.
1: Especially if they work in um The shadows, like they were mentioning, if you get the shadows in, say, 1 and 2, but not 3 and 4, how much does that affect the track temp? How does that affect how the cars handle? I think that's really going to be an awesome experience if they get that right.
0: All right. Uh, Tony, tell us what happened with the Indy 500 top split.
5: Yeah. So, uh, you know, big winner, uh, Joshua Chin, wins the top split. Um, and he wins it by 0.013 seconds over Andrew Kinsella in an exciting race, which came down to a one lap shootout after a late race caution. And I, I just quickly watched this video and I mean, that was, that would have been awesome to to see happen. Uh, you know, when, when they were doing it, like that was one heck of a battle at the end. Um, you know, at one point, uh, going into the turn they're like four wide, um,
0: yeah, going that through traffic it's crazy.
5: Yeah, yeah, I mean that obviously didn't stick as it usually rarely ever does, but um you know, a few guys got into each other and then it was just the two of them going head to head and like yeah, I mean 0. 0.013 seconds. I mean that it's it's a hell of a race and and those guys just gave it. It was it, it was uh that that was a neat video to watch.
0: Yeah, yeah, really cool. Little, uh, you know, short one minute video showing that last slap. And boy, those guys raced for it. It was yeah. pretty cool.
5: Yeah. Yeah. It was, they, they weren't holding back and it was good racing too. I mean, um, you know, minus that, that small little wreck, but I mean, it's four wide. You kind of expect that to happen anyhow.
1: Yeah. And um, they made it all the way to turn three. Most races don't make it to turn one.
5: Yeah. I You definitely made a point there. Um, another uh noteworthy thing to talk about joseph uh, burton harris won the uh 1300 GMT top split race after starting 33rd um and he he posted up a a video of the race on uh on i racing unfortunately i didn't have the uh the time to look through that one um but you know starting from 33rd and and uh working your way up through the field and uh you know taking the win at the end i mean That's just got to give you warm, fuzzy feelings all over.
0: Yeah, he put up a nice little highlight video, 21 minutes, of how he basically made his way from, you know, dead last to first. Uh, Right at the end, he does a split screen of the battle for the lead, and it's quite a battle, actually, and they are uh, slingshotting uh, past each other, each and every lap, just trying to get the timing right to be, you know, first at the flag, and he just barely gets it done. I mean, uh, it was a pretty cool win.
5: Yeah, I mean, like, uh, you know, seeing that video and then hearing you guys talk about the Indy 500, um, beyond, you know, I, I never had any interest at all. But uh, I think next year I might be uh, buying that car and, and uh, putting some practice laps down to try my hand at it. That sounds like it was a lot of fun
3: do it it was a lot of fun (laughs) i wish i had a chance to run more than just the one race
0: well they had a few starts right three or four
3: yeah i had to work last weekend unfortunately so i just got to to do the the one
0: all right cool indy 500 is over guys all right chris what's next all-star race
3: yeah uh, logan clampett uh, won that LS, LSR TV All-Star race. But what was more entertaining was he won and his reaction. And so basically, I think um, I, had, I was watching this. And I think he was running fourth uh, when this happened. But the the leaders got into each other and got all tailed up in front of him. And he looked like he was going to T-bone the undercarriage of, um, I believe it was Zelensky's ride. And just goes through it, just basically net codes right through. Yeah, it. Yeah, he just goes through through. Yeah, it. and but the reaction on his face. So basically, we saw we get to see Logan Clampett's O face, which is a little bit disturbing. But you you got to check out the video, and then just check out him just uh, unwinding after it was over. I mean, it was priceless.
2: Yeah, I was just watching that. It was pretty cool.
3: Yeah, it um actually last night um, Mike was running um in the six hundred, and he had something yeah. kind of similar happen. Only when i saw his video he should have went under the car that was flipping in front of him but he somehow didn't so it was like yeah. the opposite of this <laughs> and it literally
2: damaged my whole car like literally all the way around the whole thing
3: yeah, yeah so sometimes you're uh on the winning end of that netcode stuff and sometimes you're on the losing and and logan got the he was on the winning time winning side this time i like how long
1: it took him to react there was like almost like a quarter of the straightaway where he didn't really realize what happened before he reacts.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he 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 like knew he was supposed to be wrecked and he just realizes wait, wait, I'm not and all these other guys are. <laughs> I'm going to win the race.
0: Yeah, that's funny. Ray Alfaro got a still image of the absolute moment he realized he just won the race and the look on his face is, is priceless. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's really entertaining. I almost feel like they need to make all these guys have live cams and stream these peak races just to see that raw emotion. That's the one thing oh, yeah.
0: they're
1: it, not they're missing.
0: Yeah, everybody's talking about that more than they're talking about the actual racing.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely
0: think they should have, you know, a face cam for these peak
3: guys. And that's that's kind of what you're missing from um, you know, live real real-life stuff is you just don't really know these guys. I mean, you really have to dig into it, follow them on social media, or whatever. Um, just, it needs to be there in the broadcast so we can get to know them. I'm sure Logan Clampett has, you know, he has more fans now because people you know, saw how ecstatic he was when this happened.
0: All right, moving on. The next topic I got is a huge security bug on the member site with what the name of the forum post said. Uh, iRacing fixed a bug, which logged you into somebody else's account. Chris Page from iRacing commented on it. He said, such a scenario would be rare, but possible. We've taken measures to prevent this scenario from playing out. And uh, it's very interesting, if you're technical at all, um, the reason that he actually says how this occurred. And I'm going to read it to you real quick just to give you some flavor. The crux of the problem was that there was a chance for session cookie collision. We rely upon the application server to generate the values for the session cookies. These values should be unique. Our research indicated that some implementations provide uniqueness between servers, but does not account for different ports. In the case where we have multiple instances of an application running on the same server, the potential for collision of these values existed. So it's some kind of cookie problem. But they fixed it. So apparently some guy was able to do, he was doing something on the website, and then he was in somebody else's profile. Like he could have launched a a race and he would have been racing as somebody else.
2: Does that mean that they could get their info as well?
0: Well, that was part of the concern of this post. Um, Absolutely. So the guy who reported it, uh, Philippe Liebart from Texas, he posted up a screenshot. Uh, He said, I refreshed the website and this is what I see. And he sees somebody else's name. You know, it's a different driver.
2: Yeah, that's a huge concern right there.
0: Yeah.
1: It sounds like they got it fixed, though, is the way yep. he worded it.
0: Yeah, and, you know, that's the thing about iRacing. They're so good and responsive to the forums. I mean, if you put up a problem like this, he reported it May 19th at 3 in the afternoon, and they had it fixed May 22nd at 11.30 a.m. So about 40, within 48 hours, they had it fixed. And so some people were changing their password uh, that were aware of this and doing things like that just to try to, I don't know if it would help or not.
2: That'd be safe and sorry though, right? Right.
0: But apparently it is fixed, so don't don't worry too much. All right, Tony, what's next? Well, this, I guess, uh,
5: kind of skirts what you were talking about. A discussion popped up in the forums highlighting privacy flaws in iRacing, mostly due To people streaming and people being able to see your name that you didn't approve of, um, I started to kind of read the, the forum a little bit and then I tapped out. Um, I don't know, it seems to me a little too much of this,
0: it's like, ridiculous
5: tinfoil tin hat wearing stuff. Um, personally, I, I really don't care. Um, you know, I, I've streamed a few times, uh, you know, I, I know when I'm streaming that somebody's going to see my name if they want to look me up cool <laughs> uh it basically my my train of thought is is there there's a lot easier ways you know and a lot different ways to get my information if somebody really wants it they're going to do it um i've got stuff on the back burner to to help uh you know if something were to happen i'm kind of protected so uh, whatever don't care next <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, they're worried that somebody's going to see a stream of a game that has your name printed on the screen somehow because you're in the same race. I mean, that's a violation of privacy. I don't think it is.
5: Well, it can't be a violation of privacy if you're the one doing the streaming and you know this information is going to be there. I mean,
0: heck. You no, can't they're not talking about that. They're, they're worried about the guy that you're showing the relative. You're showing your relative of other people's names in your stream. So you're violating their privacy.
5: Oh, 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 right, right. Um, that's kind of like, uh, you know, when I go to my uh, my kid's dance recital, I want to take pictures, and I can't because I might get somebody else's kid in the in the photo, and I might yeah, post it on like, Facebook. Yeah, Come weird on, stuff her like her that. Shake. Jesus.
0: <laughs> stupid. It's stupid. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, what yeah, I'll, I'll start started this is I if... If you probably have seen, all companies right now are updating their user agreements and been mailing those out, emailing those out. You probably have gotten them recently from a lot of different companies. The reason is there's new rules from the European Union that require uh, more disclosure about your private your rights and whatnot. But anyway, that's what started this conversation because iRacing recently had us uh, reread the terms and conditions of our agreement with them. Uh, and so that prompted this discussion because it does say you're consenting to have your real name displayed to other members. And somebody, some liberal probably thought that's a bad idea. <laughs>
3: it's probably somebody that uh, cussing in the chat, wrecking people, and they just don't want video evidence, uh, you know, stuff online of them doing stupid things. Because otherwise, who cares? It's, it's just your
0: name. Yeah, and there is a way to change your name that's shown on the sim. You can contact iRacing staff, and uh, they'll give you options. I don't know what uh, what they are, but you're supposed to use your real name. I mean, the idea is is you have a reputation here. I mean, you do. Like I have the most incidents in NASCAR iRacing series. I don't know if that's my reputation, but well, but, saying, it, but people, you know, they see me in the race, they're gonna see, you know, they're gonna think that. You're saying, like, for me, when I'm streaming
4: now, I'm streaming under a name that I've created, but yet my racing still says my name on it.
0: No, they're worried about the people in front or behind you you're showing on the relative or in they're the not. crawl. Okay. Yeah,
1: that's it's just all silliness.
0: All right, Will, what's next?
1: All right, so um, there was an easy anti-cheat issue um, causing problems with the Windows Insider Preview. Um, I guess if you downloaded it or have a newer version of Windows via the Insider Preview, uh, it wouldn't launch the sim and Randy Cassidy point uh, posted in the forums. Um, He stated, no, we had to back out the easy anti-cheat update that allowed a Windows Insider Preview build to work. So um, it sounds like they kind of got it worked out, but if you were having issues, that's where it's from.
0: Well, I think you're always taking a risk if you're going to run... Some Windows beta, you know.
1: I feel like I'm taking a risk every update I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yep. no, to say in the regular Windows update, I mean, this is actually the Windows beta uh, situation.
3: Yeah, I don't know why you would ever want to do that if you were an iRacer because there's going to be things that Windows is going to do that's going to break the sim, and iRacing needs time to find that and fix it. And if you're on a beta program like that, you're just asking for trouble, I think.
1: Hey, at least they're making the problems
3: fixed before we get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe we should applaud them.
0: <laughs> All right, cool. Next up, uh, Kevin Bobbitt from iRacing also posted on the forums a picture from the parking lot at iRacing headquarters. It's a Cadillac. No, excuse me. It's a Corvette. Um And it's got iRacing on the hood as well as many other racing-related stickers like Hoosier and whatnot. Uh, But the entire hood is a big iRacing logo. Uh, Any guesses, guys, on who is the owner of this car? Probably the, uh, maybe Dave Kamer, the founder. I don't know. Maybe Tony Gardner. I want one.
3: That's pretty bad.
0: (laughs) Pretty cool, huh?
3: And it's Hoosier.
1: I almost feel like they need to make that the official pace car.
0: Yeah, Heck. scan it. Heck, yeah. It's a nice little ride, uh, but they did sticker it up and make it look like a race car. Uh, pretty cool. He's got a race number on the side. looks like 157.
1: Yeah, they probably take out to, like, track days or something of that nature.
0: All right, pretty cool. Uh, Tony, what's next? I well uh
5: YouTube video um going to iRacer and uh YouTuber Jason Jacoby. Um <laughs> I, I was gonna say basically I I reckon uh William Byron uh in a in a truck race. Um now when you when you do watch the video the the wreck was not intentional. Um, you know, they were racing hard. Um it actually looked to me more like uh a little bit of net code uh snuck in there. Um but uh, hey, you know, hey, that's kind of, that's cool to be able to, you know, hang your hat on that. Yeah, I wrecked William Byron. What's up? Um, but uh, even more than that is uh, Jacoby's setup. Um, this is absolutely insane. It's a full-out cockpit. Uh, it, it's got the the window net and the the whole nine yards. Um, in in the video, he's got actually uh, four different cameras pointing at different angles. Watch uh, so you can watch him race in in his setup uh this is uh you know one one of the top setups that we've seen in in my uh humble opinion for uh for the oval side stuff this is just really cool
0: it's crazy i i, I can't when i saw this i immediately showed this to the team because this guy is not only sitting in a, an actual cockpit that has a a window net and and A-brace, you know, A-frame bars and everything. I mean, it looks like he's in a real car. Not only that, is he? he's wearing the all fire suit and a helmet. It looks like a helmet, but it looks like it's actually VR goggles, I think, um, and gloves and everything. I mean, he is full-on decked out.
1: I think I've seen his rig for sale on the um, iRacers flea market on Facebook not too long ago.
5: Now, a couple weeks ago did we cover this on the podcast or was this in the messenger? Um, and maybe this is what you were talking about, Mike, but there was a, uh, something posted up of, it was, uh, like a full out car. And I think they were trying to sell it. So maybe that's maybe I can't remember. I it, remember.
0: It's real hard to see with the image because it's so small. Uh, cause it's a little thumbnail of him in his cockpit there. But, uh, when I blow it up on my big screen, um, Man, that's quite a setup he's got. He definitely has VR goggles on. His seat is like a proper NASCAR seat. It's got the big headrest that comes out around your ear, you know.
3: Yeah, I've actually watched a handful of his streams, and they just—I quit watching them because they just make me angry. And it's not because of him, but every time I see his setup, I'm like, "I'll look at this stupid, spoiled, rich kid." <laughs> and he's done like the rich—you know—the—I the, don't know which version of it was, but he's driven a real car on the track. He had some videos of that. But yeah, honestly, he does a really good job. He has more cameras in his car than a real stock car. And yeah, sure, he's got the foot cam. It. Yeah, he's good stream.
0: He's got racing shoes, actual racing boots or whatever, like a real race car driver would, uh, would use.
3: Yeah, I was like, why? I mean, why would you even want to do that? Like, why would you want to sit in a fire suit
0: if there's no danger of actual fire? But <laughs> He's got his pa- Patreon account link at the top and everything. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, check his video YouTube out, Jason Jacoby. Guy's crazy yeah get jealous like me, <laughs> okay, chris. Today. What's next?
3: Oh oh yeah, so the uh, next we have a uh, f one s g posted a pick of their on their facebook page of a audi d t m carbon wheel on a customer's rig, and this thing is um absolutely ridiculous it it looks like it probably weighs about a pound. i mean this thing's just all carbon fiber decked out buttons i mean it's a it's a full dash a little bit. I mean, obviously, this is a custom rig built for this guy. It wouldn't work for everybody because it's kind of huge. But um, did you see any kind of um, price on this? I imagine not because it's got to be ridiculous.
0: No, but I was looking at this guy's rig and his setup. Man, what a setup. I mean, there's so much to talk about. The monitor, it's a single monitor, but it's super, super wide.
3: Yeah, and where does he even get that? Now I've seen the closest thing I've seen to that is something. So Microsoft has a monitor that's coming out that's kind of similar like this, where you can uh, conference call basically, and you and you set it in portrait mode so you can see a whole person there. But aside from that, I don't know that I've seen any monitors that are so. Um, this this perfect. aspect
0: ratio is the yeah. same as if you had two sixteen by nine monitors.
3: I'm not even sure where you buy that. I don't I don't know if that's custom as well. Right, I've never seen know. this
0: for sale myself. Yeah, a
3: monitor that's so wide and um, you know, not very tall. It's, it's like perfect for iRacing.
0: And, and he's got the FOV and whatnot set up just perfectly. He's showing the left window and then out the front. And then obviously you can't see out the right side window because it's the same size as if you had two monitors, not three. But he's got it set up perfectly. and And then the there's a dash. I mean, he's got this carbon fiber dash with a big display in the middle and big old lit buttons on either side and, and then this really cool Audi wheel in the middle. Man, it is nice.
5: Yeah, and it's got that uh, button box down to the left and, you know, it, uh, it's got the top all decked out with buttons and it's got uh, the, the face, I guess you could say, it, it'd be more or less facing you um that's all uh buttons and toggles and it it looks like it's uh you know they've got it all backlit um with that nice blue that just yeah it just ties it all together uh so gorgeous
0: yeah very nice setup
1: i love the wallpaper he has going on there (laughs) nice relaxing view when you wreck out just look over
0: yeah, so if you want to check this out, uh, go on Facebook, find F1 Sim Games, all one word. Pretty cool stuff. Uh. All right, and then final topic, uh, I'll take that. Bubba Wallace, uh, praising iRacing. Uh 40-second video. Uh, basically, Bubba telling us how iRacing works. Um, you know, NASCAR put this video on their actual youtube uh site of nascar and uh pretty cool i mean it again shows nascar is definitely behind uh supporting of i-racing i mean they're not doing this for other titles guys yeah this
3: is good to see right because uh, we've kind of been on the fence on if nascar did start making some kind of esport push what would it be are they going to go with like a console heat type deal or are they going to go with iRacing? oh yeah so far everything's Saying I racing.
0: Oh yeah, especially when they put it on their own channel. You know this kind of information, and this is just Bubba sitting. You know, with big old NASCAR logo behind him, talking about it. They're showing footage of you know the, a race at Richmond in I racing, and and he's just you know saying everything good that he can think of to say. You know.
5: Now this isn't the first time that he's done that either. I remember it wasn't all that oh, long no. ago. He threw another video up. Um so you know that's that's awesome getting uh getting lots of love from Bubba.
0: And love from NASCAR, that's the big thing, I think. Alright, that's pretty cool. Let's jump into final thoughts. Chris Scales, what do you got? Um
3: just a kinda um Bummed about missing, you know, messing up Indy last week, and now I have to wait a whole another year. But uh, looking forward to just jumping back into it and doing some more racing this week. And I'm um, glad to have uh, Mike Morley as a, a new teammate. I've done some um, racing with him. He's a great guy to, to race against and with, and uh, I think we're going to have a good time.
2: Thank you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> glad to have Mike on board, and the chat's been fun. There's been a lot of uh chat going on about setups and what are we going to do for charlotte and what are we going to do for a setup and how are we going to adjust it and i ran this lap time and this is how far i fell off and uh and it's very uh enlightening to see the team kind of go that direction where we're actually working on stuff that's going to help us and not a car so yeah glad to have you uh greg Hectus, what's your final thought
4: um, I'm just looking forward to getting back into racing this week. Um, I'm going to do a plug here for just, just so since I've started getting into the streaming stuff, so, um, you can watch me race at, uh, frozen cactus, uh, my YouTube page, my Twitter, I have a Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, um, which all that you can watch on, uh, it's frozen cactus, f R O O Z E N K A K T U S, so you can watch me there, and I'll be streaming whenever I'm racing. So I look forward to this week and uh, enjoying that we uh, got Mike on this team. Mike and I work have worked together for a little while here in the last couple weeks, and we race about the same way. So it'll be good to bounce setups off with them.
0: All right, yeah, and get your link up on uh, the Tefosi and. Hot Racer's Lounge uh, pages as well, so everybody can find it, Greg.
4: Doing that right now.
0: All right. Tony Gross, final thoughts.
5: Yeah. Um, Mike, I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, you're getting kind of an uh, invasion from the Great White North. There's uh, three of us now. Um, and I've got to say, that's, that's, that's pretty darn cool. Um, I haven't had a chance to race with uh, Mike yet, but... Um, done uh done some practicing and a bunch of talking with them and uh you know all the all the chatters actually get me excited to start running some more open races I've kind of shied away from them up until this point but uh from what all the boys are saying with these uh cars they've been working on that uh I'm really missing out so I think I'm gonna have to step over and try my hand at it maybe uh even give some tips if I if I can if I can keep it off the damn wall
0: yeah, when, uh, you know, the membership managers from the Great White North uh, kind of know who he's going to be picking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Will Gibson, uh, final thoughts.
1: Oh, there guys, my hockey is messing up there. I was going to say, do we really have three Canadians if Tony doesn't know who Paul Tracy is? Oh, no. <laughs> well, with the conversion rate, it's two and a half. <laughs> well gotcha. played fellas well played <laughs> um but i was gonna say yeah no it's um did some racing this week felt really good um still getting settled here i want to thank everyone who stopped by watched the stream all the subscribers appreciate that um yeah no it's exciting the team's chat's been good i feel like every time these guys mention a lap time i get close to it they up it by about two three tenths so still got a little ways to go there but having a lot of fun
0: Oh, yeah, the banter on the setup stuff has gotten everybody excited, I think. so, uh, And, you know, with the off week, I think everyone is just chomping at the bit for the Coke 6 So we'll talk about that next week uh, and the results from that race. Uh, my final thoughts, uh, well, first, let's get over to Mike Morley, our special guest. Uh, thanks, Mike, for coming on. You're certainly welcome back any and every time. Uh, please join us and tell us about your racing. Uh, what are your final thoughts?
2: I just want to say thanks for having me on the on the podcast. and um, It's been an honor to actually race with you guys and get the setups going this week. Uh, it's been really great. Uh, it's actually been getting me going, too, quite a bit. I've been putting in quite a bit more hours now that I'm part of the team. Um, yeah, that's just about it. I'm loving it. I'm glad to be a part of it, and I can't wait for all of us to uh, start producing some good some good numbers on these setups
0: well absolutely all right very good uh my final thoughts uh boy i'm glad the off week is over i'm not really looking forward to the 600 mile race uh it's a long one it's not really my cup of tea i'd rather them be the half distance but we'll get through the you know week and get some points uh make sure to reach out to us if you guys got stories uh you know you can find us everywhere we have a website iracerslounge.com facebook twitter youtube soundcloud stitcher itunes spreaker google play store podbean uh i can't remember where else but they're everywhere out there you can find a podcast you'll find iracers lounge guys so go get it and with that we'll see you later